I don't tell the truth so y'all feel sorry for me I don't write this shit so y'all feel God coming I don't get down like that road the amount of rats just on the mission to find something Calligraphy Good morning, afternoon, evening to everyone. Wherever you're listening to this, thank you for listening to the Wonder Wednesday podcast, a weekly, well, sometimes weekly series I do on my channel where I talk about things I wonder about with guest speakers. So initially before I had this on my YouTube channel and now I'm doing it as a whole podcast. So I get three random guests and I get them together. We talk about some topics and we do the traditional Wonder Wednesday thing. Just ramble, go ahead and have a discussion, an argument or a conversation. Uh, today, I have three guest speakers with me. Uh, they are my good colleagues, Neil, Sergio, and Leo. I'm going to let them all introduce themselves now. Everybody, this is Neil. Um, I'm 20 years old from San Jose, California, originally. I'm going to school in Pittsburgh right now, and all of these guys. I met, I met Kevin, actually, because we were supposed to be roommates, but something happened, and we ended up getting our own. It was fine by us, but that's how we met at first. Yo, what's up? I'm Sergio. I'm uh, coming out of Tallahassee from Florida State University. Um, I'm, tw- I'm 20 years old too. And I met Kev through um, our internship this summer. So thanks for having me on. <laughs> Everyone, this is uh, Leo Heffernan. I'm from Newbury, Massachusetts. But I go to school down in uh, the New York area at Mercy College. Um, I met Kevin because I'm his roommate. And we don't technically work together, but I met the other two guys from working together as well. So, and Neil, he's my actual roommate, not you. <laughs> That's true. Well, I was I was supposed to be a roommate. Am I not enough, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> see, see, everything worked out because me and Kevin were supposed to be roommates back at the hotel we were staying at once upon a time. But ever since we moved into the apartments we're in now, you know, he found Leo and I got Sergio as my roommate. So, you know, everything worked out. It's a happy family. Yep, yep. But yeah, so thank you guys for coming on today. Uh, So I'm going to kind of cut this down to different segments today. And um, you already see that we're all from different places. We all have had different experiences growing up. Uh, We're from diverse backgrounds. And so the first topic we're going to just jump right into is how life is different from like us living in the United States, for example, and those who are in international countries. We already see a lot of controversies going on in all types of different countries. I mean, you see things going on in North Korea, the things that are going on with Trump and Russia. We see all these, all these different things that are morphing and changing our world. But at the same time, I see that living in the United States, we have this tendency to give uh, publicity or give thought to a topic, maybe on Twitter or online, and then all of a sudden it's just, it ceases, it ceases from existence. You never see it again. No one's talking about it, and it's really important. So anybody can just, I'm just throwing this to anybody. Um, what does this mean to you guys? What, how do you feel we are kind of blinded from what's really going on? Well, personally for me, I actually wasn't born in the United States. I was born in Colombia. But I'm basically like as American as it gets because, I moved here when I was three, and I haven't been back to Colombia ever since. So it's kind of interesting, like, just keeping up with how, like, my cousins, how they went through school at the same time I went through school, and, like, how different everything is. Um, at the same time, despite all the complaints and stuff, I definitely feel, like, super lucky to be in the United States, like, among the other places in the world, like, including Colombia, for sure. I mean, I think that when it comes down to it, like, I realized, so I just came 
back from doing a, a study abroad in Paris and you really kind of see a whole nother culture in another country when you do study abroad, but you also kind of see like the, the, how the world looks at the U S and, and the U S mm -hmm. from an outside perspective, even though you're an American. And so like, that was really interesting for me because I was getting my news, uh, from more international sources. And I was hearing what the French had to say about the U S and, and their commentary on stuff and not necessarily like the CNN, the Fox news, the MSNBC stuff even just a lot of Twitter. So it was one of those things where it, it, it really kind of changes your perspective and makes you realize that like, it, it's not, always, it's not maybe the best time in the U S we have a, a lot of problems. It, it, it still is amazing how, how much are as a country and how uh, more free we are as citizens of this country. Yeah, actually I haven't thought of that like of how the news is so biased here like what are kind of like the things outside of like that you would hear in europe do you feel like it's more objective do you feel like they're actually going for the facts where like here like people can't just like ever agree on the fact that like the news is being objective at all yeah i mean i feel like to i feel like that over in europe it was one of those things where they were while they were more objective they there was more of a the new, I felt like the news was objective, but the public's of Americans and of the U.S. is kind of not twisted, but uh, is uh, affected by American pop culture in the sense that um, French teen. I found found it mainly with teenagers. Like when I would talk to teenagers and then other kids, uh, like young adults, like our age, mm -hmm. that that they thought of the U.S. was oftentimes based off of what they hear in rap and what they hear in, in music and see on TV and movies. And so, especially like the ones who really like rap, oftentimes they would talk to me about guns and, and gangs <laughs> not everyone in America owns a gun or not even the rappers <laughs> to be honest and not even the rap exactly not even the rappers so it's one of those things where while they have the news is very objective I feel like the publics of America gets persuaded especially the young people's view of America gets persuaded by not even the news or American news or anything like that, but American pop culture. So I yeah, feel yeah. like, yeah, I mean, what a lot of people, what a lot of people don't really think about is that actually has the U S actually has a really oversized cultural presence. And in some of the political classes, like political science and, and international relations classes I've taken, this is like, it's part of American soft power you know, the fact that like every country in the world damn near um, absorbs our culture, our music, our media, our clothing and all that. So it's true that they get this really warped sense of us from that. But at the same time, it's like, that's only because of our unique position. Whereas we, on the other hand, don't even, it's more ignorance on our end. Like we, we don't, don't even get exposed to anything. To us. Yeah, we don't even get exposed to other countries, media and culture to that extent. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I really feel like even with like 
everything that goes on like outside the U.S. Like when I went to Ghana, for example, the whole experience was just mind-boggling to me only because a lot of the things that, for example, I have and that other people didn't really have access to, they found very just interesting and intriguing and they wanted to learn more about it. And then again, they get that false perception that everything is easier in America. Oh, because my parents have, you know, great jobs or they're doing great things, they're making money that we'll be able to provide for them. And then they don't have to worry or struggle or have to even work themselves. You know, it's like they just think that the United States is a powerhouse where, you know, whenever they need something that and we're there, that everything will be readily available to them. So I just feel like, again, it's a false narrative. It doesn't cause it doesn't cause any positive it doesn't show any positive things a lot of the time. In my experience, um, being that my family's from India, and even though I've, I've, you know, born and raised in the U.S. my entire life, um, I've been back to India like many, many times, you know, since I was a little kid till now. And one of the things I noticed was that, at least in my experience, because I've been to the big cities in India, you know what I mean, places that when you're walking in the street, all you see is high rises and malls. You what you would think you're in New York. What's the I've capital? In, like, I'm sorry, no, the capital is Delhi. Oh, okay. Capital is Delhi, but I've been more. I'm talking about cities like Mumbai and Bangalore. Bangalore is, which is in South uh, India, is is crazy modern. But uh, I've been in big cities like that, and I've been in super rural places like where the you know houses look like houses a hundred like, like, like hundred years ago. Yeah, where it's like dirt. Only roads dirt. are dirt. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Dirt roads, dirt houses, mud houses crossing the roads everywhere. Like electricity and water is like on and off sometimes like so i've been all over and one of the things i've noticed at least like that's changed over the years is that when i was a kid it definitely felt like thing that was like considered american was like considered like amazing like it was like everyone in america must be rich like anything that's from america must be amazing you must be doing super well whereas now it feels like it's a little bit less of that like have better things there like in terms of like, I, I feel like, like that perception. Can, I feel like that perception can really apply to like a lot of different things. Even within the U.S., you can say like, oh, where it's just like what level you're at. Oh, I'm not at this level, but this other person is, and so they their life must be so this and that, and their life must be great and whatever. And even the super rich, they're just gonna they're going to struggle in different ways. You know what I mean? Like people, I, I think the human condition is like, everyone's always struggling. Everyone's always going to suffer like nothing. Your life isn't ever going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So like, whereas you're a young kid growing up in India or Colombia or whatever, you're looking at the U S like some goal that you want to get to. And if you got there, you'd be all this and that, but then you get here and there's people who are at low levels of society that are thinking like, I want to get to the next step. And it, it continues like that. And even the well-off and the rich and the people who really have it, what you would think have it all. Like, I feel like people are always just going for the next step. So yeah, that perception could be like tied into a lot of different things. Yeah. I even put it, I always bring this back. Like my, my mom was a big, big, huge fan of Robin Williams and his movies, like Goodwill Hunting and his feature in Aladdin and all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. things like, he had everything he wanted. He had the money, the you know, the fortune, the wealth. He could support his family. Everything was there for him. But he still chose to take his own life. And in, you can apply that to so many other celebrities who have done that and have reached so many great, successful career goals that are monumental. Just I just saw a headline about that a couple hours ago. That's crazy. Wait, what she, you- she overdosed but was hospitalized? 
Mm. Dosed apparently on heroin, I think. Whoa. No, no. I, I think I saw somewhere where they th- they reported it as it was heroin, and then like the reps and stuff were saying like, no, that's not accurate. But they didn't say what drug it was. Whoa. But I don't think it. I think they denied that it was heroin. Whoa, that's actually some recent news, isn't it? Huh. Yeah, it's well, that was brand new. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think because last, like, literally the last thing I heard about her, because I don't, I don't follow pop music that closely, but the last thing I heard about her was she had come out and she was talking about her um, struggles with being sober and like with, with being addicted to drugs and stuff. Like that was like literally the last, like the last headline that she was in was like positive or something like that. She was like talking about her struggle with it. Um, you know, you know, go, just overdose. So going back to like the perceptions between different countries. It's kind of interesting that like people in the United States don't look to other countries for everything. Everybody's looking at thing at, at different countries for like material things, but in terms of like happiness, I feel like there's other countries way more happy, like the U.S. Definitely, but you don't really absolutely. hear like people like, oh, you know, they, like those yeah, countries no. don't have a right. huge influence well, that's, on us. But that's because like, of the more change. that's because of the more structured government that the United States is, and how everything is more civilized. And that there's no corruption and there's, you know, a democracy. Like, all those things are the reason why people are immigrating to the United States and not trying to go to other places. You, you even see it even with immigrants themselves that sit in this country for many years. They end up never going back to their home countries because they've just... No, no, no. I, def- I definitely get um, why you would come here over other countries. But I'm saying in terms of, like, the culture and stuff, like... Well, I mean, I, you know, I don't know too much about the, you know, the science behind how they do these things. But there's, I know for like the last like decade or so, I've been seeing different um, like studies and different lists of like the happiest countries. Like they find ways to measure happiness of like average, you know, citizens and stuff. And the top like has always been some Scandinavian countries. Every single list that I've seen <laughs> the last decade, it's always like Norway, Finland, Denmark, like some stuff like that in the top few. And, and the U.S. is never really in the top five that I've ever seen. Wow. That's really intriguing. What they've shown is that like while happiness is a huge factor, it doesn't, if I remember correctly, I, this is me speaking a little bit out of my ass from my micro class or macro class, but um, if it's like something along the lines of happiness doesn't officially affect GDP, so you can focus on a country, country like Finland can focus all they want on making sure that their people are as happy as possible, but when it comes down to it, it doesn't affect it as much as say middle of the road. Now, obviously, a country that's like Syria or Venezuela, those people are very unhappy. So, like, that's definitely going to affect their GDP. But, like, from what, if I remember correctly, it's something along the lines of like it doesn't work in the reverse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I don't think happiness should be a goal for a country setup. Exactly. A country, or even personally, like, goal for happiness. It should be more because life won't always be happy. Does that make? sense like you can't just force yourself to be happy all the time when like so much can be thrown into life Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know like yeah i don't think basing structures or like governments or even even sometimes your personal life on just happiness is is a good idea either cognitively we should realize that as human beings we're always going to have our mistakes or quirks and realize that those are the reasons why 
we are able to go and, and accomplish great goals. It's not about being in a place where there is supposed happiness. It's about being able to self-fulfill yourself based off of maybe the resources that you have or the things that you might be able to attain. Like, it, it definitely isn't about, like, this whole... Because, like, again, I feel like everybody in different foreign countries get this really bad, broad perception of all this. And it sometimes can throw throw people off a lot. And and it's definitely... Yeah. it's Like, seriously, like, people think that we're living rich and lavish and we're struggling, working hours and hours upon hours of work just to sustain ourselves. So, yeah. Um, so, just I want to start transitioning real quick. So... Just kind of all on the same topic a little bit. We use social media. Social media consumption is, you know, growing everlastingly. It's it's every it's, it pretty much consumes every part of our lives. And like we were saying before, social media is the platform in which people can go and view information, look at read topics or articles, and of course, there's a lot of fake news spreading around. So, what do you guys think about all that? How information is spread? Where do you get you guys' information, and what do you find uh, reliable or what do you know? When, when do you know if something is not reliable? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, I guess my thing is I just try to make sure I don't get all my information from a single source. A lot yeah, of it's just like common sense too. Like, if, like if you if you start seeing like you know people posting links from like random sites, you know what I mean, and like the headlines are just outrageous, and and it seems like they're they're trying to like stir up some sort of agenda. A lot of times you can like, you can see that website and you're like, this isn't some accredited known thing. So honestly, leaning on the institutions a little bit isn't a bad idea. Um, so I, I know like the mainstream sources get a lot of hate, at least from like politicians and, and figures like that. But for the most part, if you, you might not be able to avoid certain biases, but if you were tr- just trying to avoid like, co- like completely false fake news, um, you can't really go wrong by by relying on like the the more mainstream publications, like you know, to use the Washington for, like, Post. I like I like Politico for political stuff. I like Politico and New York Times. Those are New two York Times, that yeah. I think. Yeah, I think they put out really quality stuff. Um, uh, you know, what honestly scares me about social media and news is like once it figures out that you're more leaning this way, that way it can automatically just send you the same type of information your way and not um, diversify it at all or only show you your side. Like I know Facebook does yeah. that a lot. Oh, right, right. That's With their privacy. I think it's yeah. dangerous. Just on anything, on, on, if you looked up shoes, it'll, tell, it'll just send information about shoes your way. And like, so it, in a way that's like narrowing the possibilities of what you could see if it was up to you. And if you're really blind to it, then you go along with it, and then you only see shit that it wants you to see. Exactly. And that's when people are like, the problem, the again, there's like, it's really social media. It's that if you, if you get all your news through social media, like if you get all your news through Facebook, or if you get like one subreddit on Reddit, you know what I mean? <laughs> then, then you're going to get really um, <laughs> narrowed stuff, and, and it'll become like an echo chamber. Exactly. So that's why I think, you know, check these if you go directly to the sources, sometimes like I like I look I like to get news from Reddit, for example, but that's not the only place I'll check. I'll go straight to New York Times or I'll go to st- straight to some other sites and read stuff there too. So it's like I'm getting exposed to more than just whatever is being put in my social media feed. Mm. I there's a there's a really good chart out there that gets passed around every 
I want to say like year, but I think it's every two years that they kind of do updates to it called the media bias chart. Looking at it back in high school, but um, it's basically like this big Venn diagram cross all these different things, basically all mixed up. But basically what it is, is on one side is very liberal and on one, uh, extremely liberal and on one side is extremely conservative. And then at the top is the most actual fact reporting and then at the very bottom is just reporting nonsense right sure. zones like kind of like this is where um, you should be getting most of your news from this is kind of like a no-go zone this is pushing the line of you're really lis- listening to idiotic crap so it'll it'll <laughs> test it on like the four dimensions like trash or like four dimensions and so for me like i try to focus on um, is, stuff that is like in anywhere. If you're, if you look at it, there's, there's like a green rectangle and then there's like a yellow rectangle. The green rectangles I think is news. Yellow is more like analysis. I always kind of try to focus on like, if I'm trying to find like the story, like just the facts of the story, I'm going to read something like, I don't know, Bloomberg or the Hill or Wall Street Journal or NPR. Like if I'm go-to sources when I like, if there's a story that breaks, I either go to Twitter to see like quick stuff or I go to there to read an article. Like if I want to find out like more about like analysis on like what is someone's opinion, what do they think, what is their view on it, I'll go – then I kind of start to dip into like stuff like The Economist or uh, – I mean CNN has a lot more opinion sometimes but like Slate, um, which is a little bit more liberal but uh, – it's one of those things where it's like I try to like really balance it on both sides just because I try to always read as as Sergio and Neil were saying. I always, I don't always try to read from the same source because that's just exactly you're blind. Uh, I'm looking yourself. at I'm looking at that chart that you talked about. This is actually same, like same. really good. It is, yeah. Um, it has a really has good like, representation. Yeah, like all the way at the top, you have like AP and Reuters, which are basically just publishing facts with like no analysis at all. Mm-hmm. In the gray area, you've got a lot of the sources that I like. Actually, most of the sources I like are in the gray area, which is nice to know. Yeah. Uh, NPR is pretty good. Um, Politico, BBC, Washington Post, Guardian, New York Times, Economist, Wall Street Journal. Yeah. This is good stuff. It is, yeah. I've actually never seen a short before, so this is definitely really insightful. Like, I just feel like we really neglect where we get our news from. Like people will be like, "Oh, you know, the news notification on uh, my iPhone tells me all my news or something like that." See, I feel and... like people like to <laughs> people just like the low. People are okay with getting the lowest common denominator, like the lowest hanging fruit, like the easiest to digest stuff. Like it's much easier to just get um, like headlines delivered to your phone or whatever from like your social media feed than it is to really. You know, yeah, read, it's way easier depth, to get this simple articles story. or like this is bad, analysis. this is good, and not and not the whole fucking when things are like, especially like economic things. Those things are so fucking. They require expertise, you know. Like, exactly. Should be economists that are like really giving their opinions on this, and that's what we should be reading, and not like just like fucking a news anchor. Yeah, just going that, on like, about it. Yo, buy buy this stock because you know, or whatever, or this tax cut, or whatever. This is gonna cause havoc, or you know, even I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, 
for you guys personally, like when it comes to news, when it comes to any break, like one funny thing, maybe Neil, you might know about this, but Ninja, the famous uh, live streamer that does Fortnite, he, uh, there was apparently a fake news thing going around where they said he had Ligma. I don't know what Ligma is. I don't even think it's real. I think it's just a made up thing. But like they literally Wait, said, no, 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 no. that's, that's a meme. Like, you heard of Ligma? <laughs> Yeah, I've heard. I, yes. A balls. Yes. So like, yeah, but like you, you see, <laughs> but like, like this whole thing made some people question whether or not Ninja really died or passed away. So like, it's crazy to realize. Like, no, seriously. Like, I saw comments and on like articles in different places, even on Twitter, people were saying like, is you know what happened to Ninja? Blah blah blah. But, you know, Ninja was even banning people on his live stream and stuff like that. Like, it, it's really Yo, crazy Sergio, how a meme can. Deter yes, someone's yes, opinion. You almost get fake news like a couple days ago with Mr. Bean. What was the headline? Yo, you saw a thing that said Mr. Bean died. <laughs> it was fake, and I looked it up, and it's like it's a hoax. And I was yeah, like, oh yeah. shit, motherfucker died. I love Mr. My, Bean. My, one of my buddies sent me. And he's like, oh, it's so sad. And I'm like, that's what I said. I'm like, no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just the, the craziest part about it. And I just feel like for us to accurately be able to know what's going on, we definitely need to make sure that we're, we're broadening our horizons when it comes to our news sources. Like, I think that's one of the really most important things, um, especially in this, in this day and age. There's definitely responsibility on, like, the, consumer. the person receiving news mm-hmm. to, you know, filter shit out for their own for their own sake. But that's the thing, like... Most people, you can't hold them accountable to that because they won't at all, and they they don't, and that's that's what kind of sucks. Like, it's like my African parents always relying on CNN for all their news sources. Like CNN isn't always the could game. be a lot worse, man. Could be a lot worse. It's true. <laughs> they just Fox like listening news. to Anderson Cooper and his opinions and everything. Like, I, I don't even. I don't like see. I used to read CNN or watch them occasionally, but I don't. I don't really like them anymore. But it's it's not the worst case. It's like they're just kind of lower quality now. It's not that they're super biased necessarily. It's just that they're not that quality. You know what's you know what's interesting that uh, I don't know if you guys have seen um, what's his name. Fuck, his name slipped my mind. He's a guy who did uh, the Daily Show, but like before. Oh, before before Trevor Noah, Stewart. Stewart. John Stewart, yeah, bro. Okay. Yeah, John Stewart, John Stewart. But anyways, he he was kind of talking about like he hates um, the 24-hour news room type fucking model to report oh, yeah. news like CNN and stuff because it, it really does, like, desensitize news in general. And then it becomes entertainment, and that's not the point. Like, when that's the goal, like, that's the fundamental goal with, like, CNN, Fox News, all that shit. It, it's entertainment for people. It's turning reality into entertainment. And, like, obviously, real life won't always fit that, so they have to... That's when things get manipulated, so it does fit. That's definitely um, a that crazy model. thing to think about. Like before the eighties, there was not twenty-four hours. It was like the news would come on in the morning, the afternoon, or night, like th- like two or three times. Like that would be it. Exactly. They would talk about what happened over the last twelve hours. Like it wouldn't, like it wasn't like breaking news every five seconds, twenty-four-seven. And and that thing really has changed the way our everything works. Like our entire news media political system like it's all been how, pretty shaken how, up by that it's like, brains work to end up receiving all this news like it's like it's always interesting because it's like you'll watch 
for example, like my parents will have CNN on for, I don't know, three, four hours. I'll be sitting there and over time, just like you said, you become desensitized. You start to, they'll be talking about very terrible stories, but you don't even notice it. Exactly. But then it might, they might switch the channel because like the local news, like the locals, like CBS or Fox station is like their, their news report at 11. Yeah. That thing comes on because they don't do 24 hour news. And so that comes on and you, you might pay attention and all of a sudden it's like, oh, there was a homicide here, a fire here. And you're like, what? Like, that's terrible. As it's like said, it's like a That's recap a of the last twelve hours, but it's it's just different because it's you're not it's not constant. You're not just it's just not just droning on. Yeah, I it's think regurgitated for sure. There's a difference in knowing the world is fucked up because we watch the news every day, and then kind of seeing like, damn, my hometown is like, what's going on in my hometown? Like, I never really hear shitty things about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it sucks yeah, it's that it's crazy. always like negative. Um, it's it's like ninety percent something negative, something bad going on. Exactly. You know what? Like, um, entertainment. They're not gonna watch it if it's not. Not. It's kind of strange, actually, that I just remember this, but for like this exact same topic, like a very serious topic, the twenty-four hour news cycle. Mm-hmm. You, you guys know what movie like kind of talked about that or brought that up? Which movie? Ooh. Which one? Right. Two. Okay. Anchorman 2. Anchorman uh, 2 with fucking Will Ferrell was low key <laughs> about the, the invention of the 24-hour news cycle and how it made news worse. Wow. It definitely in there. But I, I, I think that's inevitable. Inev- oh, fuck. I'm not going <laughs> to <laughs> But I think, I think that's like, it couldn't be helped. Like, because it's, it's money that's driving these businesses. Like, I don't, I don't see any alternative that it could have gone where it wouldn't have gone like 24 a channel that would have played at 24 hours especially during like political like elections then and it shit. makes then it makes everything about the ratings you know what i mean and it makes everything yeah, about like oh breaking news five six later another breaking news you know yeah it, yep oh i don't know so kind of transitioning this whole topic again like now that you guys kind of heard of like all these different things and, and seeing how news impacts us and how the information consumption can sometimes deter people from making decisions, how do you now revolve your life around everything that you're hearing, all the news that you're seeing? How does that affect your day to day? And how do you kind of think going into your day? Like, do you think of like the worst possible things? Are you thinking positively? Like, how, how does this? Does, is there any type of manipulation that this can, can cause to someone's day-to-day life? What I think it does, at least for for me, is because there's so much things going on, so many, like, fast little headlines that could pop up on your phone. Like, it becomes like an addiction sort of thing where the headline only – it only really psychologically means, like, you get a, a hit of, of – you know, something interesting, but it's not necessarily like, but you, you detach yourself from what the actual headline is. And then you stop worrying about like, you can't, there's no physical way to worry about like what's going on around the world when there's so much shit that's getting thrown at you. So there's, there's no other way to, to be like desensitized by it. But I don't know. I'm not always on my phone, like 24 seven like that either. Like, but yeah, but like, what the news, do you feel like it deters your decision-making, for example? Because like, you might hear, oh, what? your decision-making. 
So, like, for example, oh, there, there was a plane lost in Malaysia or there was a plane lost in some foreign country and you want to go on vacation. Does that deter your opinion or your your choice of going there or going somewhere? I, out of I state? look at it more as like if I heard in news about some plane crashing, it's because like that's there's so many stories out there that I'm bound to run into one that has like crashing, and I I feel like I did I like I don't even see it as part of my life or like anything near it, and like it's not um, it, it wouldn't have an impact on my life because I'm able to like logically get to the point where it's like this news just because I saw this news it can't relate at all to like how my day could possibly so now unfold. so now what I'm trying to say is do you feel like you're invincible because of that no I feel like now I'm more reliant on my day-to-day like my actual experiences and like news hitting me and it having an but now it's like you're more dependent on uh, your experiences and like what you're actually going through, what you know is true also, as opposed to just whatever's hitting your phone or hitting this. But I mean, I'm sure there's probably like subconscious things that it affects that you wouldn't, you wouldn't even consciously know you're making a decision because of like its effect on you. So I don't, I don't know. It could be a lot of things. Yeah. Neil, Leo. Any input? Um, I think really, like, it as kind of, I mean, Sergio covered it pretty well, but, like, for me, it, a headline or a news story will only really truly, I feel, affects me when it, when it actually affects me in a sense, like, including, like, if someone dies. So, for example, like, there was that, there was the week where Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain um, both died. Mm, yes. Yeah. I know she's an icon in the fashion world and all this stuff and how she's self-made, and I respect that, but I don't mean, I wasn't a fan, I wasn't a fan of hers. Not saying that she was a bad person, but, like, I just didn't really follow her. Like, I didn't know her story until after, like, just because I'm not that in that fashion world sense. However, for me, Dad, and I saw that headline, I was devastated because I had followed Anthony Bourdain since I was a kid. Like, he was the one um, who showed me what it's like to travel around the world and showed me all these different places and how cool it is and how you just have to kind of be yourself and, like, Everyone in the world is is friendly if you're friendly to them, kind exactly. of thing. And, and also show, gave me a love of, of food and of cooking. And like, am I a am I trying to be a chef like um, Anthony? Probably not. But he he really inspired me to. It, it affected decisions you made, though. Exactly, and so it's like one of those things. Like wanted to cook after watching him one day or something. Exactly one of those things where it's like a headline is not gonna if i see a headline i mean i might see a hundred headlines in a day and of those that are going to be there two of them might hit me maybe three because that's what actually affects my day-to-day life like it's a headline in sports if i see a, a headline that uh, for example today um the Cavs just did a contract extension for kevin love I don't care, but if, <laughs> if that when Marcus Smart, who's a bench player for the Celtics, got a contract extension for four years, I was ex- 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 <laughs> exasperated. Like I was so hyped because it matters to me. Right. To a Cavs fan, the Kevin Love thing must be a godsend, especially after LeBron left. So I don't care, but. 
when it's someone, even the smallest player on the Celtics, it affects me personally, and so therefore I do care. So I think it's, it's one of those things where I think everyone, everything I think affects some, everyone in a different way, and I feel some people might be more success, 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 I, Jesus Christ. Man, you guys are just slurring the world. I can say that Words one. today, yeah. But, <laughs> say that um, one. To, to your question. It's just one of those things where. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Finish your thought, Leo. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I feel that people are more susceptible. susceptible I can't. I'm not even going to try the word susceptible. again. Susceptible. Susceptible. Yes, <laughs> word to news and then there are people who aren't and then there's kind of like the average joe who might out of 100 headlines are is affected by five in a day right but, but there might your, be people who might be zero but it's just everyone is different to your question i think what's what the trend that we're that leo like was explaining to is like basically now we're in our own little world and news is just something we filter through and include the things that we want to include in our world and exclude the things we don't. Exactly. Or it just, it's not that maybe we purposefully exclude it, but it's just, it's shifted out of our like sight. Like it's really peripheral. It's not really anything we act on or not. Now it's, now it's just, uh, again, it's like before whatever news you got, that's the news you got and you dealt with it and you cherished it and whatever. And, did whatever <laughs> now it's just like we got so much fucking news it's up to us to really we pick and choose we decide what we want to listen to we decide what what we want what we want to decide is true which is like kind of ridiculous but it's it's i think that's what having so much accessibility to so much news to so much different ways you can receive news that's what it does it just makes you more into your own world and that, that's not a good thing. And that's probably why we see polarization with, between people, especially on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. So. Wow. Yeah, that was well, well said. Well said for sure. I think the problem isn't even – well, I mean, yes, it's the problem. But the, the real problem isn't even the accessibility of news and, and the internet, you know, putting all these things in front of our face. It's, the problem is that in that volume of content – um, it has outpaced the average person's critical thinking ability. Yeah. Or just don't have critical thinking. People can't sift through information or don't take the time to. Exactly. And, and people just don't at this point, you know, you have think to critically about what they're So doing. much of your day it really is. You really like, want to just sift through yeah. what you saw. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I, I, try to, I try to stay very involved and like informed about politics, but it, it's very, it's, it's like a part time job sometimes. Like, <laughs> it's just tiring to do that. And it's, I understand it's like so much easier to just not bother keeping up to date. And then all you see is whatever people post on Facebook or whatever. Like, I totally get why people do it because it gets super tiring and just disheartening. You know what I mean? To actually yeah. be involved. It, it requires work to, and critical thinking, you know what I mean? To, to do that. Yep. It's a very overwhelming process, like trying to go through all that information online. And definitely, like, we, we might see, we might feel this way, but like, I feel like instinctually, even with the way some of us could have been raised as well as how, we also will view and perceive information that we are given, whether it's verbally, whether it's you know online, or whether it's through any other source. Um, definitely, that was a, a great perspective, especially on Sergio's end, because you know I didn't really think of it that way. 
it's it's way it's 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 definitely a huge perception changer thank you guys again for coming on uh that was amazing thank you guys for your input everything that you guys gave anything else you guys want to tell the podcast before we close out not gonna have any uh like fun happy discussion (laughs) no only only serious depressing only stuff that's relevant i'm just joking yeah of course i think the questions themselves weren't inherently depressing though they were good questions no, we it, just oh, we took it there. Yeah, it's def- it's relevant information. That's that's the only reason I want to. We didn't need, we didn't even talk about how life is meaningless and slash or a simulation. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys really you guys really want to extend it to take it there? <laughs> oh, no, 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 we gotta avoid that. Yeah, man. Another episode though. Yeah, in another in another episode, guys. Yeah, definitely. I'll be sure to check out everybody on their social medias. So you guys can go and shout yourselves. Well, I don't really tweet. I never. Use- it's my Facebook, but my Instagram. Hold up. <laughs> my Instagram. You know, he said that. I tweet, but it's like I only really have people that I know on there. But if anyone wants to, Chief Curry on Instagram. Hit my man up. And I, I'm public, and I express my opinion on everything all the time. And I don't. You can judge me all you want, but at the Leo Hef on Twitter and on uh, Instagram it is Leo Hef 14 um, and is there anything else oh I'll plug while I'm at it I'll just plug my uh, music blog blog because why not it's uh, go and check out Colossus weekly we uh, we put out a couple blogs a week with uh, music reviews album reviews so uh, go and check that out yeah Stuff. Yeah. So my Insta is Sergio underscore GMZ13. I better have hella fucking follows. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Your subscriber count is going to go up by hundreds. Yeah, man. We'll see. We'll see. I'll try and spread this around as much as possible so you can get some followers, guys. But yeah, thank you guys. But yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for your insight and your opinions. And thank you guys for listening. If you uh, found any of this insightful, if you have anything that you want me to talk about in the next one of Wednesday podcast, please DM me, message me, comment on my YouTube videos, do anything you want to do. And uh, yeah, so I'll see you guys next time on the next one of Wednesday podcast. Peace.